Today I have the amazing Ella on the podcast. Um, my wonderful housemate and friend, Ella is a fashion communication student at Nottingham Trent with a love for zine making. We'll just really start with a bit about your course, a bit about what you love to do, just to, you know, set the scene, let people know who you are. Okay, well, as you said, my name is Ella. Um, and as you said, I am a fashion communication and promotion student. Um, it's kind of like the course is a bit of a difficult one to describe because it's kind of like people think that I make clothes and it's like, no, I, I don't do stuff like that. It's more about kind of like branding and visuals for companies and stuff. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoy my course. I used to really love fashion, but not so much anymore. And now I'm more into like the visual side, which is where zines come in because um, we did a zine project and then I just fell in love with them from there. And yeah, just like making random stuff. I love making zines about stupid stuff but if no one else is going to make it I might as well make it so that's true yeah. I love them I really really love thank them thank you thank um, you very much when's the because weren't you doing a poetry one with your sister yeah I am so that's currently in the works um I'm I'm in contact with a print company um about printing them I'm going to get them risographed which I'm so excited about I know I'm getting so, yeah, but yeah, my sister wrote some poetry over lockdown because she is a writer and her poetry is amazing and we thought we'd come together and make a zine. So, yeah. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it's I hope... so, so beautiful. I'm hoping to get it printed soon and then hopefully I'll be able to sell them if people will yes. buy them. <laughs> I'll buy but, one. Yeah. I'll definitely no. buy one. Thank you. Riso, <laughs> My first like, sale. How much is Rizo? Because Rizo is quite expensive, isn't it? Yeah, Rizo itself is quite... Ex- yeah, it is quite expensive. But I was, like, talking to my sister. This is kind of good for this podcast anyway. Because I was, like, talking to my sister and she was, like... I was, like, oh, do you think I should spend this money? Like, it seems like I'm a student. And, like, I have set... Like, I've got stuff put aside because this is, like, what I love to do. She was, like, if if you don't invest in yourself, like, who is, like your like you should be your biggest fan and like you're only gonna like if you don't do it no one else will so again using that quote so yeah but it riso is meant to print loads and loads of copies so it's more based on um i think it's more based on like the sizing rather than how many copies you make because they just make one template and then just like but yeah so actually going back to your course because if anyone listens and don't know what fashion communication is because I think I, if I knew what I knew now I think I would have taken your course I think first impressions of my course um, a lot of people mistake it for maybe fashion marketing which is a lot more around the business side uh, with numbers and stuff that I definitely can't do Whereas my course is definitely based on, I always say it's like branding and advertising. Um, it's about create. It's about storytelling, and the way that we do it is ma- majority of the time we have a brand, and it, they're trying to target someone specifically, and we have to tell a story around the brand to be able to uh, sell this certain thing. So we did one. My favorite project was with TSPTR, which is like um, an indie clothing company. 
and we had to make a zine um, based on, I think it was just based on like something inspiring and that you want to tell. Um, our zine was called Jugs, which is great because it's about women in sport. And we based ours on, I think her name's Lynn Hill and she's um, a rock climber. And that's why it's called Jugs. It's because one of the holds in rock climbing is called a jug. It's like a really nice, like, hold. And it's like, yeah, so we had to make the scene and design it and get the content for it and stuff like that. And then we got that risograph printed. If you can tell, I love risograph. But we went to Dizzy Ink for that. Um, And it's just like loads of people did different things. and And the demographic was trying to get young women to shop in that because it's quite it's quite male orientated like all the models are male and stuff like that so they're like oh well we found that your generation like young women like to shop there as well but we just don't target them so can you find a way to engage with them and so that's basically what the course is it's kind of like trying to get people to engage through story and I just I think um it's just really interesting like a lot of people obviously don't understand fashion and communication. It's like graphic design, instantly designers in the words, you know, ah, like, but when you say communication, it could be like, I don't know, like through a letter, you know, a text message, that is communication. But it, the definition is so broad, just as fashion is, it's not just clothing. It's like architecture, like food, like it's trends within the whole sector of fashion. So... Wow, I felt like a preacher. I felt like I'm open day, you know. Come <laughs> sign up for the course. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting because, like, I didn't know that before um, meeting anyone that did that course. And I really, really, really would have liked to have done it. So it's really nice. And you described it really well, oh, actually. I was, I was literally, I ha- I'm really bad at putting words together, but we got there. No, <laughs> really good. Well, going on from that, really, the whole idea of us making a podcast together was because we wanted to talk about, well, you brought the topic up about creativity and failure. Yes. And I think like that really, when you said it, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be such a good podcast. So my question is really is why pick this topic and what is your personal definition of failure within your creativity? Oh, that is a good good question. Oh, okay. So, why... Um, why did I... No, don't question yourself, because that sounds bad. I chose this topic, I know why I chose <laughs> this topic. Um, because I feel like I've had a lot, a lot of experience of failure in my life, which makes me... It makes me sound like such a tragic story, but, it, like, I feel like once this podcast is over, it, it will be explained... But, like, I've experienced a lot of peaks and troughs in my life, definitely with academic subjects and, like, just, like, education in general. Probably with personal life, but this is not what we're here for. So it's, like, I just... And I just felt, like, the subject to me, like, it's so personal. And it doesn't sound like something that that can be personal, but I think everybody's definition of failure is so much... so, So varied... So my definition is completely different to anybody else's. You might have similar, but it's not so personal. And so when talking to people about their failures and when 
discussing with others, you try it. It's so hard not to be like, but that's not a failure. Or to be like, that's so good, though. Yeah. And no one really just sits back and be like, okay, to to actually dissect it and be like, okay, well, why do you feel like it was a failure? Or was it really a failure? Or if you look back in a week's time, how will you feel about it then? And I think every time that that has happened to me, when I've looked back on it, every failure that I've had so far, my definition of failure has made me who I am today. And that sounds so cliche, but like I would not be like literally I would not be doing sat here doing what I'm doing I wouldn't I don't think I'd know you I wouldn't know so many amazing people and I think that's why I hold it so close to me because I'm like wow I acknowledge the mistakes that I've made to to let me be this person that I am now and I've never been so grateful for the things that I've fucked up on basically (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I'm sorry sorry if you if am I allowed to swear yeah (laughs) okay that's fine then (laughs) (laughs) well no that's really like that's so lovely because you can i don't think thinking about my failures and things Mm. or thinking about anything in life i don't think i've learned from anything that's gone really well straight away exactly yeah exactly it's always been like oh well this happened and it was really bad and because that happened this happened and it's all like so it all stems from that but so well going on from that really is what are our experiences with failure so this is probably quite it's probably quite an intimate conversation to have yeah but they're my favorite i love having intimate conversations <laughs> so just tell me just tell me right now why am i a failure like ask me i don't mind i don't care why <laughs> are you a failure <laughs> Oh my god, that's a really deep question. I wasn't expecting that. No, um, I think the the reason that I think, uh, I I like I don't mind being called a failure, and like, I think I mean I'm doing a project around getting rid of bad stigmas and like negative connotations. So I don't think failure should have such a horrible connotation to it. Because I was thinking about it. I'm sorry, I'm going off topic. But I was thinking about it. No, no, go on. I felt I was thinking about color theory. And, like, yeah, you know how red has such, like, a negative connotation towards, like, it is towards failure because, like, you'll, when we get our work marked by a red pen, we're always like, well, she's saying, she's saying that I'm shit at this or I got it wrong. And then you got a green pen and you're like, oh, yeah, you got a sticker, even better. But, like, red pens, the sc- I remember the school I went to, they were like, okay, so teachers aren't allowed to mark with a red pen anymore. And I'm like... And you think about that now, and I'm like, I some people write with red pens. Some people writing in certain countries, writing in a red pen is good luck. And it's like, oh wow, wow. But um, anyway, why am I a failure? Um, uh, <laughs> basically, um, I think I came from a school that was very, very strict on grades, very, very mm. pushing towards getting good grades. It was a horrible school. I hated it so much. Um. I did okay in GCSEs and then I got to A-level. Um, I moved A-level because... Uh, I moved to a different school, sorry, because basically I was... It was the only school in sixth form that did electronics A-levels, which is what I wanted to do at the time. So the A-levels that I took were electronics, maths, computer science and history, which is, com- like... It's mad. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have said yeah. to go what from did... that to this, but it's, it's great. What did you take for A-levels? 
I took, I always forget, product design, media studies and fine art. Oh, so, see, it's a perfect, like, I don't know how to, like, you link up sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and they do, but it was quite, because I went to, I think it was quite similar to you, I went to quite an academic yeah. sixth form. Mm-hmm. So it was, I think if I took those somewhere else, they may have linked, but where I went, they just didn't at all. And I think that was where the confusion came from when I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah, they f- they focus more on the learning objectives and the learning outcomes and the actual content that you're making. It's like, this isn't an A standard, but it it could be incredible content, but it's not A standard. Like, yeah. But yeah, and then I basically, AS levels came and I basically failed all my subjects, which is not something that I've ever experienced before. And I remember the day that I got it to this day, because I remember I was in France and I was just like screaming, like I was bawling, like I was upset for like weeks. And then I was like, nah, I'm turning this round. So then I literally was going to reset all my AS levels. I was, and then it got to a point where I was like, where was, I can't remember when it was, but I was like, I hate maths. I'm not doing maths ever again. Like, I don't want to go into electronics. I don't want to do an apprenticeship. Yeah. I don't want any of that. I want to do fashion. I am going to do fashion. So I took up textiles AS on my own. I didn't really have a teacher. I was just teaching myself. Oh, wow. Because, yeah. It was because my school wasn't so supportive of it and it just wasn't a very well-funded school. Um, and then I basically failed all my A-levels because I hate... Me and academics just don't get on. Like, um, and then I got into a foundation and I did my foundation Mm. and found out that I was quite good at, like, creating art. I'd never experienced art Mm. because, I like you, I did product design. I did electronical product design, which means it's, like, electronics incorporated into product design. okay. And so I was like, I really enjoyed the design bit. And I do really, I still really enjoy, like, electronics. I don't do it as a side thing. That would be quite cool, actually. But, um, and then, yeah, and then I went to university and did fashion communication. So I think all of my failures that happened led me to get to what I actually wanted to do. And that's why I'm so grateful for them. But, yeah, what, so, Georgia, throwing it back at you. What are your biggest failures? I probably... To be fair, when I was thinking about it, I was the first thing that I thought of was my driving test. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so it wasn't anything to... So, but that's the first thing I thought of. And I was like... Because basically, for anyone that doesn't know, it took me eight times to pass my driving test. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, no, but you passed it. So, but anyway, yeah. yes. But and that was like I'd f- kept failing, and I kept, and that was like a proper like pass or yeah. And um, and I just kept doing it, and I don't know what spurred me on to keep trying. I'm really not hey, sure. You got to admire the determination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think that was yeah. That's what I can remember, and then. It would also be, like, definitely in product design at A-level. I was, like, I just had no idea what I wanted to do after A-levels. And 
I've really, really tried in product design, but every time I did an exam, I'd come out with a U. And I'd just be like, I don't understand why. Like, I'm putting in all this effort and I'm just coming out with U's again and again and again because I'm not reaching this mark. And it was just, like, it's so annoying, isn't it? Yeah, literally. You just don't think you're going to ever do anything with your life because you've got a U. Exactly. It's It's that moment when you first see that piece of paper on results day or, like, mock exam. You take out that stupid envelope... Why they put an envelope, I'll never understand. Just give me the piece of paper. Like, don't just... Don't put suspense on it, because I'm already shitting myself. But, um... And you take it out, and you look at it, and you're like... I remember studying for that. I remember looking at the answers and coming out and being like... That was... Come on now. Like, that was easy. Like, I know. I got it. And then you see it, and you're like... It just feels like all of that hard work was, like, for nothing. But I don't think it ever... I don't think anything is for nothing and I to be honest I asked my family if they have any good quotations for failure because my family come up with some crackers of (laughs) one-liners and my dad what did my dad say I'm gonna have to get it up now because I can't remember oh this is great but um I love a good quote uh my dad said people that people who don't make mistakes don't make anything and it's like such I that is a good one isn't it but yeah it's like if we didn't try like even if you didn't try and you don't do it you're not going to do it but if you try and like you're not great at it but you put effort into it I feel like it builds a character like it builds you up as a character it might not feel like like just because you didn't get the first letter of the alphabet or the second letter of the alphabet like doesn't mean to say you can't do it some of my friends at sixth form, they were, they're, well, all of them, majority of them, very, very smart. Um, my mates I'm still friends with, like, they'll do engineering degrees and stuff like that. And they were always like, they wouldn't even try. I remember one of my friends, and I'm not going to name him, but I'm pretty sure he knows who he is. Um, like, he's going to listen to this, but anyway. Um, he <laughs> <laughs> Send it to him. I'll be, be like, like oh. by the way, this is an app. Um, I'm coming for you. But anyway... <laughs> He never used to try. He was just, he was so laid back and then he gets such good exam results. And I'm like, like what? Like how? And then there'd be like me and my mate just sat there like trying to cram this exam. And then I'd come out with like a U. But then I was like, I look at it now and I'm like, I don't even, I hate like, electronics is such an interesting subject. Like Mm. logical stuff in general. I come from quite a logical background. So it's just like, oh, so interesting. But do I want to do it as a career? Do I see it as my life passion? Will I cry mm. when I die if I don't do it? No. So it's like, <laughs> you just wish you could go back to yourself and it'd be like, you you go back to yourself that would be upset about a driving test and be like, babe, you're not even going to drive anyway. So <laughs> you hate driving. It's going to take you 40 Literally. minutes to do a 20 minute route and you're going to be so upset about it. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I think it was, yeah, it's like those people that were just so, like, A's would just come so naturally to them. Yeah. Like, why? How? How? But then we shouldn't be striving for a grade or we should be really, like, working on ourselves yeah. and how we perceive ourselves. 
that's a very good point very good i think i think age has a lot to do with it as well because like you know how they're like oh like you'll tell someone that you're in love with them or something and then your parents will be like mm, yeah okay and it's like whoa why aren't you taking me seriously like we're gonna get married and all that sort of stuff and they were like mm, yeah okay and then it's like what like four or five years down the line and you're like wow they're so wise and it's like now you're like <laughs> i would go back to like i was thinking about this um a couple of days ago because i've got this new game and it's called we're not really strangers and it's the most amazing thing and it's um it was kind of like how like how would you picture yourself like how would you t- like what would you say to like your 18 year old self and i'd be like if my 18 year old self saw me she'd be like oh my god like who are you like wow cuz and it's just like i'd just go back and be like this doesn't this doesn't matter like c- come on now like put f i tell myself to put efforts into hobbies i tell myself to put effort in into my mental health because my mental health was shocking back then i tell myself that it, like grades and stuff like this none of your best mates none of you guys that went to me when they first met me uh so what did you get in your a levels to unlearn to grow which is what you wrote down yes that's a which i really like a really really i think that has a lot to do with i feel like the semester that we just had where it was like you, you used to uh put stuff on your instagram story about burnouts and like um looking up to people that have really unhealthy worth ethics and stuff like that and I was like that's so true because I'd be like I used to judge myself on how many hours of work I did a day if I could let myself have a break so I'd be like I can only have a break after I've done six hours of work because you know that's like I have to do that but now it's like I have I have my bullet journal I'm one of those people I have my bullet journal. No, I'm journaling and it's good. It's, it's really, really helpful. Oh my God, my mind's never been so clear. It's just like, I sound yeah. I sound like such an idiot, but it's like, I'm like, I'll wake up in no, the morning no. and you're just like, okay, I'll write it all down, check it off. Do, Same. Do a little bit of self-reflection and it's like, Great. who am I? But yeah. I know. It's like your your mind writes for you. It's really weird. You just let the sometimes I get stuck and I like look for journal prompts and oh, Yeah. Those are so I just read them. I could read a book of journal prompts. They're just so interesting. Like they'll ask me questions and I'll be like, I didn't even think of that. I wanna know yeah. I wanna know what I have to say about that. But yeah. Yeah, like unpicking your mind, it's great. But yeah, and it, it's so when and like we'd have conversations about it and um you were having this conversation with Jess and your podcast with Jess and it was like you'll come out of a like tutorial or something and then you can see someone else doing work and like oh I should be doing work so then because you guys all do the same subject so you'll all sit in a lecture together and I'll come into the kitchen and you guys are all doing work it's like oh man they're on it I should be on it too. This is how you're going to be successful, Ella. But it's not it it's not true. Like no, it is not true. It isn't. You can work hard and you can do everything you can, but you you need to prioritize yourself because it's like I had to learn that I needed to take breaks and I needed to stop to build up my energy so that I could carry on. You are an influence in that. So I must thank you. Thank you, Georgia, <laughs> for making me look after myself. <laughs> oh that's so lovely but yeah no like well when you were saying about like walking into the kitchen and seeing us on lectures I'd be I mean like probably all three of us were sat there thinking oh my god I just 
I, I need a break. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been on this for too long. And it's just, you never know what anyone else is thinking. And if someone else can work six hours and then take, like, a few hours off, like, that's amazing. But yeah. if you can't do that yourself, then that's just not how you work, is it? I wrote a quote down, and it was, which I think would link with this. Yeah. And it's, you decide what success looks like. Your ambition should align with you. That chef's kiss, chef's kiss. That was beautiful. I really enjoyed yes, that. because... So you decide what your own success looks like. It doesn't matter what anyone else's success is. Because you could wake up in the morning and be like, well, I've woke up today, I've made a cup of tea, like, go me. Yeah. I did that today, I'm really proud of myself. And that could be your success for the day, and that's fine. Exactly. Because that makes you feel good. That's yeah. okay. That's so, and I think that's really, really relevant to today at the moment. Because, like, if you're watching this from the future, we are currently in COVID times and we're currently in the lockdown. Um, but yeah, <laughs> basically, I think you have a lot, of, especially with people that are really suffering at the moment, like with their mental health and like prioritizing themselves. All you have in the background is like, I've got so much university work to do. And you're focusing on your future and what you've got to do in the future. And sometimes, like, I remember when I used to have it quite badly and I couldn't get up or I couldn't do anything. And I'd be like, okay, can I have a shower today? Or is that just not going to happen? Or am I just going to stay stay in my little pit? Because, you know, no one can harm me in here. So literally, you saying you should set your own ambition and it should align with what you want. You might want to be a famous singer and you might want to have the success like, let's say, our babe Ariana Grande. But, like, she's a completely different person to you and you may think that you know her because you see her as a celebrity, but you don't know what her ambition was before she became a famous singer. And, like, if you want to become, a like, a famous singer, that that's, like, incredible. Like, go you. Like, you do you, boo. But, make sh- like, make sure that you do whatever you can. And if that day it's literally you listening to, I don't know, listening to something that you wrote or trying to write, like, it shouldn't be, like, okay, I need to put a song out there and I need it to get, like, a thousand, like, streams in the space of a month, like... Like you said, just do what you can, and then you should you should be proud to do that because like, I think that's a lot with when creatives put their work out there. You're you're literally putting, you're putting yourself on show. Like that's such a vulnerable thing, especially like so many of my mates are um, musicians and like they're all in bands and stuff like that, and they put out some incredible work. And it's just like I'll always respect someone that puts their work out there because it's like you drew that and I know the torment that you probably went through being like should I put it out there like this is probably not good enough like it doesn't look like I don't know doesn't look like my favorite artist or it doesn't look like how I wanted it to look but my my tutor one of my tutors told me when I was thinking about starting egg um and it was like you're gonna put stuff out there and hardly anyone's gonna see it like and it's not for everybody. No, I didn't make egg for everybody to like. 
because I know a lot of people either won't understand it or won't enjoy girls talking about being skinheads. But he said as soon as it matters and as soon as you start catching, like, people, you've already been in the game for how long? You've already started doing stuff. And you know what you're doing by then. So make your mistakes now when no one's watching. And then when you start to generate some interest, then you'll look like... You'll be like, oh, wow, she knows what she's doing. I won't have a fucking clue, but <laughs> I'm doing something. And I just, like, as long as I'm, yeah. as long as you're doing something, doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, you're doing something. Like, I like looking at people's mistakes, like, work-wise. Yeah. And how, like, you know when people put up their portfolios and, like, it's all really professional and it's really, like, crisp and slick... I'm like, yeah, I like that, but I want to see, like, all the notes. Yeah, the... you want to see the development. That's the most interesting part. Like, you make something perfect. No one can relate to that because no one's perfect. Like, everybody wants to see... Everyone, like, it's always like, why do you think You've Been Framed became so famous? It's because you're watching people fail and everybody enjoys it. Because they're like, oh my god, I've done that. No one, I'm not going to relate to someone that's completely perfect. And that's Instagram. That is social media. But we, this is not the subject, but social media is a very big problem to do with stuff like that. But, yeah. Well, yeah, it does, it does sort of fit in with this, to be fair, because I think a lot of a lot of failure that I've been feeling mm. at the moment has been like looking at other people's successes which they've all put on Instagram yeah and then comparing what I think is a success in my work and my life and then being like oh well why am I thinking that's good when we've got people out here that are doing this see if you said that to the people that you were talking to that you're looking at they'd be like no don't do that is so, but it, like that is such a difficult thing not to do. Like you see someone do something, you're like, "Why? Why should I should have done? I should have done that." Like, that's not, that's not like I'm not. That's not asking for the world. Like, but then at the same time, it's like, if it wasn't the right time and if it wasn't the right place, like, exactly, it might come in the future. You don't know the thing that you're yeah. admiring now. Someone could be be admiring about you. And this is why. Yeah, that's true. I think complimenting each other's artwork and each other's success is such a big thing because it's like whenever I've tried it more now, but whenever I see something that I like or if someone's work that I think is amazing or if someone you can see someone just trying, you should just be like, you are incredible. Mm. So, yeah. And it's, that doesn't cost that's anything. Smart. No, that's what I think it should be like. That's how it needs to change is people... If you see something, you're like, oh, my God, I love that. Like, tell them. Yeah. Because that makes a world of difference. It does. It does indeed. Mm, Definitely. Big people up. We're all about bigging people up. Yeah. Like, loving everyone's success. Because there's enough room for everyone else to grow. Exactly. It's not a competition. It's not. And it it really feels like it when you go into industry and you look at it. It's like, oh, who is the big dog? Who do I want to work for? And who do I want to be? But I think it that means that you overlook so many incredible avenues and so many incredible people. And you just got to big up the little people. The big guys have already got enough space. Big up the little people. Definitely. But, well, 
on from that sort of like I know you're reading the um feck perfection yeah is that how it is feck perfection perfunction perfection pet oh okay (laughs) he didn't make it easy to say does he feck perfunction I've actually got I've got all the books that I'm looking at right now but it's so it's so nice because it's got like his artwork in it yeah so and he's just it's it's not difficult to read it's just like it's literally a list it's about a paragraph on each thing that's not uh, a paragraph okay. it's about half a page on each thing <laughs> um and it's just yeah you're reading what are you reading i'm reading you need to read this oh my god the subtle art of not giving a fuck. They all have fuck in them. I know. When you said that on the the document, I was like, that's so true. Because I have a, I have a book up there. I think it's up here, and it's like, what's it? It's some. It's another mindful self help book about yeah. not caring what people think, and it's got the word fuck in it. And I'm like, it's all the mindful ones. It's yeah. like there's fuck being humble. Um, there's all these ones, and it's just like, yeah, you know what. <laughs> Fuck everyone. Exactly. I think it's because like when when you want to brag about something or when you're thinking about perfection, that sort of language doesn't come into it. So it's kind of them trying to be like, I'm edgy. Are you enjoying your book? I am. It's really good. I'm on like, I'm like midway through now and it's so interesting. There was a quote. Oh my God, let me read it. Um, and it says... Right, like, proper think about this. It was a proper, like, mindfuck, but... The desire for more positive experience is itself a negative experience. And paradoxically, the acceptance of one's negative experience is itself a positive experience. I was like... But, like... It's so true. Yeah. So, wanting positive experience is a negative experience. Accepting negative experience is a positive experience. Yeah, because you're like, oh man, I wish I was doing this. But then you're wishing for something when you're not accepting the now. And then when you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You're owning up and like, that is an incredible quote. I know. I was really, I was like, oh my God, wow. And it's really like good for this because if we'd like rewind Mm. and if we were doing, like I think when I was doing like my A-levels and stuff, like, as much as we say, like, oh, it was really shit and everything, I knew back then, like, I was having a shitty time. But if I'd have just thought, no, I'm going to live in the now, I'm going to make the most of what I'm learning, and what I'm doing, yeah. not thinking about the future or what I'm going to do as a career, I think I would definitely, I don't know, I might have gone in a completely different direction. Exactly. It's like, when you're younger, you're just, you're just like, aiming for the future. You're like, I want to be an adult... I want to live on my own, I want to have a car, you know, I want to do all the boring stuff that adults do. You have so much desire to grow up, and then when you get to, like, I'm acting like we're, like, 40. I mean, <laughs> I'm 22 and you're 21, like, but it's, like, now it's kind of, like, I feel like, I mean, there's a lot more about it in media now, but it's, like, to be mindful yeah. and to really appreciate where you are at the moment. I was talking to my tutor today, and it was, like, where did I hear this quote? I can't remember. But it's like, if you look at your work and you and if you cringe at your work 
from like, I don't know, like a year, two years ago, you can see that you've made growth and progress because you are adapting and you are like changing your work to as you change. So if your work is still, because every, every artist or everyone will be like, oh no, my old work is shit. Have you looked at this? Like, have you looked at the work I'm doing now or something? I mean, there are, obviously there are some artists that'll be like, yeah, that's still, that's still yeah. hot. Like, <laughs> unlike fairs, like if you like your work and if people are enjoying it, like that's fine. But at the same time, yeah. you should always see that it as a sign of growth rather than being like, wow, my work was so rubbish. And it's like, well, you've made an act to change it because you like the work mm. that you make now and then yeah. so on in the future. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, looking back at work from first year and stuff or, like, anything like that, I'm like, oh, my God, like, that was rubbish. But then, yeah, you should see that. You should see that growth and everything. Yeah, so we are loving at the moment Wake Up and Wind Down so good his voice man his voice is incredible oh he's I saw it on your twitter and i was like right i'm giving this a go and i have not looked back it's so i think i i felt like i'm really preachy about mindfulness right now and like but when, i think it's, it's he, good we we, <laughs> we kind of need it um there's so yeah. much rubbish going on in the world like our government's shitty like the world is shitty. We've got a shitty virus to deal with. So let's just take a step back. Like, it's okay to not, like, to come back into yourself. And I think that's the perfect thing. Have you listened to his podcast? Like, his actual podcast? No. It's called... I didn't know he had one. Yeah. In, it's so good. It's called Where Is My Mind? Based on okay. the Pixie song. But, like yeah. It. It's so good. Mm. And he like he because t- he's a therapist. He's like an actual. He's a trained therapist, and the first okay. podcast I listened to was about a dude, uh, a tattoo artist in Ireland. Because obviously he's Irish. If anyone's listening and hasn't listened to this, his voice is stunning, and that's why I've listened to his podcast. But um, <laughs> he he interviews this guy that's a tattoo artist, and he's like. the stories that people tell tattoo artists because when you go for a tattoo it's kind of like it's quite a vulnerable scene because you're in pain you might have some sort of body part out that you kind of don't want out or something and like you've never met this person before and they're literally hurting you but you're also putting something on your body that you love hopefully that you love and will love forever so he's like and, like, the things... And, obviously, sometimes people get really sentimental tattoos. Like, you have them about your family and stuff like that. And this guy was, like, yeah, like, people just open up. They just open, like, a book when they get tattoos. Wow. And he's, and it's talking about how tattoos is, like, a form of therapy. Because tattooing is actually supposed to be good for people with anxiety. Because it, it's, like, gives them adrenaline. And it's, like, it's, like, a form of, like... I don't know. I'm... I don't know how to explain it, but I remember when I was when I got my first tattoo, I was like terrified because I hate pain. I have a really low pain tolerance, um, and I was I was getting it in the most awkward place, which is the God, ribs. Yeah. And it was like ah, I'm only a baby, but I want to do it. And then he was like, No, it's supposed to be really good for therapy, like for your anxiety, because it's like you're taking your mind somewhere else and you have to focus on something else, and like you you feel like obviously it's painful, but it's like it's just like a distraction 
but yeah his his podcasts he's he's really he's interviewed some amazing people and like talks about such some really good so yeah really recommend oh cool okay that's so interesting about tattoos like because it makes on a lot of movies actually when anyone's really stressed they always go get a tattoo yeah i mean it... all the movie well i don't know about you but all the movies i've been watching recently everyone's really really <laughs> stressed or really like and they've gone to go get a tattoo and then it's just them sitting like looking out the window having a tattoo and there's always like emotional song playing but no <laughs> literally it's it's really weird like i've always i've always felt it like whenever i've got mine it's like it is a distraction and like every time i've been there the yeah. people that i've like done it the the artists, they're so lovely and so nice. There's the artist that I went to, I'm going to plug her. Her name's Betty Oops on Instagram. Uh, she's at Neil Morph in Nottingham. She's the loveliest person. And, like, you just talk to them and have a friendly chat. And it just after, every time after I've had my tattoo, you may be in a lot of pain, but you just feel yeah. incredible. Like, that's why so many people get tattoos and, like, keep getting them because they're, they're addictive. They are addictive once you've got them. But, yeah. Are you planning on getting another one? I am. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm going to get... I'm getting another one. I'm excited. I just really... I just really... I just really like them. I like the aesthetic and the meaning behind it. But I know... I just... Yeah, no, I'm scared. I'm scared to get one. I want one, like, there or something. But when you find the right thing, you'll get it. You will. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. So basic. Well, I just want to ask, what are your goals for the? I wrote down goals for the year, but like just a thing to end on. But I've put here, it could be goals for the day or the week or the month or the year, because I think having small goals is better than having like big goals that you can't achieve yeah you don't feel like you're gonna achieve but yeah a great question i actually i have i have a reflection on it in my journal yeah i think you're completely right about the um having smaller goals because then you you feel so much better once you've achieved it um but yeah mine is is a lot of self-love and patience because like i've experienced it a lot more throughout i know i know quarantine and all that stuff has been really it's been really difficult, but I've just felt like it's benefited me personally because I've just had so much time to address the rubbish that I'm going through and stuff. And actually, like, I've never been able to do that. And I've suffered with, like, anxiety and used to have... De- de- well, used to suffer a lot more with depression when I was younger and it used to be so difficult. And I used to try journaling and it would just be absolute... I wouldn't know what I was talking about. But now it's like... It, it I know that it helps me and I know that I can yeah. it just I just really I just recommend it to people and it's just being kinder to yourself because like there was a I have a confidence card pack that I got for Christmas and it's amazing I saw that on your Instagram it looks so cool I love them they're just like little inspirational confidence quotes when you're having a stressful day so I pick one out every morning and the one that I got today is like if you saw the way that you treated others. If someone saw you treat the way 
that you treat yourself to others, they would be so horrified because we treat ourselves so harshly. And so if I treated my friends like that, I wouldn't be a friend. So I'm like, why don't I just treat myself like that? Like, I am Mm. a boss-ass bitch. And I don't care. People don't agree. I think I am. You are. Thank you. And so are you. I would only ever have people in my life that are boss-ass bitches. But, um... (laughs) And invest in myself and work yeah. on my artwork. Work on I myself. Like what about you? I, like I think mine, journaling, definitely. I don't know, like, I picked it up last year and it was, like, one of my goals for the year last year, but I don't think I properly... I just used to, like, write all the bad things that were happening Yeah. and thought that that would solve something. Yeah, but same like properly I've like proper all the like journal starters and stuff like that I've used them and you just sit back and proper think and if I do write anything bad down I'm like okay well why am I writing this and then you like proper you really like suss out what your mind is thinking like yeah what you're saying. no exactly yeah definitely that and then yeah a bit more not focusing all my aims surrounding uni yeah because I think that's what constantly doing like all my goals were uni related or job related or something like that Mm. and they should be like about bettering myself because that's you've only got yourself really that's so true yeah it's scary how much people are like oh yeah I want to get this job or I want to complete that I'm like "Mm, what do you want to do for yourself like I want to be able to climb a, a V4 in rock climbing. Like, that's a personal goal. What's a V4? It's like grading of rock climbing. I'm currently climbing at, like, a V1, which is basically at the bottom. But, like, once we get back into the swing of things, I'll be at the depot in Nottingham. You'll see me climbing those V4s. Oh, I love it. But, yeah. Oh, wow. You should make, like, like you said, like, learn how to cook or... Like, get better at cooking or just... You've inspired me, actually. I've been making a lot of bread. Yes! This is what we like to hear. And this isn't just a lockdown thing. Like, and even if it is... That's great. It's bringing me so much joy. Good. (laughs) Yeah. Bread is so, like... It's so good. Like, not to bring it back to uni, but, like, you put, like... You make it in the morning and then when it rises, I come and do a little bit of work or watch something and then you go back to it and it's grown and you're like well done well i think yeah if we were going to end on anything i think bread rolls is a great ending and the and rock climbing yeah hit those v3s my guys hit those v3s (laughs) no one's gonna if you if no one rock climbs no one's gonna understand that but just well, say you it. Sort of explained it. If you know someone and you wanna, you know, you wanna sound cool, it'd be like, yeah, I climbed like a V one in rock climbing, and you, you don't, you you may, you might not, but just do it. Yeah, because I don't know what a V one could be. I mean, that could just be a step. Oh, I'm thinking of like a massive rock. Yeah, it's the most difficult one. It, I think, it is the most difficult one. That's how amazing I am at climbing. Oh, okay. It's cool. not. Side note: V zero is the bottom. <laughs> like, but cut that out it is the most in, it's the most impressive one yeah amazing well thank you for coming on the podcast Ella. thank you for asking really me. really nice yeah. it's been nice to talk to yeah. you and chat yes 
No, yeah. not face to face, unfortunately. I know. One day. Virtually. It's almost the same. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. No That's worries. Nice. No worries. <laughs>